0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Bible Study with A Day of Prayer. My name is Layla, and we're glad you could join us. Before we get into the word, La Charles, can you open us up in prayer?
3: Yes. Lord, we just invite your Holy Spirit into our midst, Lord. We just thank you for being with us wherever we go, Lord, and just always counseling us on the right decision you know, and how to honor you, Lord. Lord, also just thank you for giving us the greatest gift, Lord, and the Holy Spirit, so that way we don't have to be arrogant of the things
0: that you want us to do in life for in Jesus' name amen 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 all right well we're continuing our study with first peter chapter four could i get a volunteer to read verses seven through eleven please i will all right promise
4: but the end of all things is at hand therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospita- mm-hmm. hospitable, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. hospitable to. Hospitable to one without to one another without grumbling, mm-hmm. as each one has received a gift, minister as minister it to one another, as good stewards of the man. Manifold manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom we belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. And amen. Alright, so... And going over and discussing this section of scripture, I'm going to open the floor to to you all first to share what the Holy Spirit is ministering to you and put in your heart and to ask or to ask any questions that you have on this. Alright? Okay. Okay. Alright, who would like to begin?
4: I'll go. I promise. I noticed the trend and pattern by now. That Peter's coming, not coming up with, but that the Lord's meresting to Peter, that it's all that's usually having has to do with glorifying the Lord, and all your actions and deeds and deeds and not being fickle about it.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's a good that's a good point there, sir. Anyone else?
4: Okay,
0: go, go ahead.
3: Verse 7, when it says, But the end of thing, all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. I just found that interesting where it was t- when Peter was talking about that. He's not saying that literally the w- end of the world is coming, but he's saying that. You don't have time for mistakes, and you shouldn't be purposely going all willy-nilly, but you should be pointed in your prayer by God, and have Him saying exactly, no, I mean, you saying exactly what He wants you to say, not going around and taking your role in in Christ seriously, not looking at it as another burden that you don't really want to do, but as something that you enjoy, but you also respect it, and you don't just think, Oh, well, whatever I do here, it doesn't matter. But you act upon it like it's a job. And having the same mindset to everything you do. Everything that the Lord calls you to do, it has a specific purpose, even though it may seem small in your own eyes. Mm -hmm. There's always something He wants you to do. Mm -hmm. And I also think He was talking when He was saying and be watchful in your prayers making sure that you're not praying for something that your own conscience slipped in there but making sure you're saying exactly what the Lord said to tell you to say Mm -hmm. because there's many times when you try to add your own stuff that you think you want in there and that's not what the Lord wants he wants you to ask specific for that thing so he can bless you with more than what you could dream of
0: that's a good point Sir points. Well stated.
5: Um, I really just like reading this passage because it's something that the Lord has been ministering to me about over the last couple of days, especially when it came to developing our social media posts and specifically Instagram and how not to be moved by what our natural eyes see, but instead renew your mind and declare what the Lord has already spoken and actively... Seek that. Put your eyes on that. And like Charles mentioned, with prayer, it's not about praying about what you see, but praying according to what God has already asked you to ask him for. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need you to think up a something to ask him for. He knows when you ask him for what it is he wants you to ask for, it's opening that door for God to move. Just like how a couple devotionals ago we talked about Abraham offering Isaac as a sacrifice. He had to do that to open the the door for the Lord to interact and intercede for us in the world. Mm -hmm. That's our role. God's God Mm -hmm. all by Himself. Prayer is for is the benefit of us. Not God doesn't. He's glorified and honored by us praying to Him. But it's not. He's not arrogant. So it's for us, for us to be blessed and benefited solely. And us to communicate and have that closer relationship with the Lord. And that's something I've been learning that the Lord is having taught me, and I'm still learning. But that's something He's been teaching me in, like how last devotional, like you practice that mentality of gratitude. And even when I'm like, well, I don't know that I really like this aspect of my personality, or I don't know who I am fully, I know now. But start with who God is. If you don't know anything else, who is your God? And that was a challenge he had me start. My God is more than enough. And list out every attribute of God because it inspired me on the inside. And it builds up the believer listing out who their God is. My God is the God that delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Mm
0: -hmm.
5: All these attributes. It gives God glory, but it built me up on the inside and fervent having fervent love for your brother your brethren is edifying exhorting them to do the right thing but also if they stumbled help them up but encourage them and love them with the same love that God loves you and you'll find that when you start doing that you're built up being the one building up others but also the other person's built up and then we become a stronger body it's not a you, it's called the crab mentality. It's not a toppling tournament, but an edification. And it, if everybody takes the opportunity to build up your brother and or your brother or sister in Christ, you'll see so many things change, and the body, the body of Christ as a whole, will be so different if you take that moment to be kind and enact the second commandment the second greatest commandment love your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. and it opens so many doors in your life and prayers can be hindered because you are not loving or forgiving or whatever it is but showing the love of God opens so many doors to not only you in the natural but it causes the Lord to bless you in the spiritual and it's a principle that I learned from Kenneth Copeland and mom and dad you also taught on it but it's the principle of when you sow a seed to god you expect the lord to pay you back tenfold that's what type of god our god is and every act of kindness you're sowing it unto the lord and he'll pay back to you especially in those times when you least expect and you're like god i just need favor to get this job remember that and not remind the lord not in an arrogant way like lord you owe me but god I did what you asked me to. I was kind. I did all these things. Remind him in a loving manner because he says to remind him of that and make your petitions known. And once you reminded the Lord, go and do what he said. If he told you to apply for a job, take the job and take it graciously and go after
1: it. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart.
0: Absolutely. Amen. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Loving... Fervent love for one another, right? And um, especially in correlation with Christ, because there's nothing outside of Him, all right? He says, "God is love," all right? And we're told to put on Christ, so put on love, which is to put on Christ and being conformed to His image. He's our pattern and example, and that's all Christ did in His ministry: was love those that hated Him, bless them that. He blessed those that cursed Him, that used Him, that, I mean, even crucified Him. It was just the love of God. And I find a, you know, I'll say the connection is this, right? It says love will cover a multitude of sins. For us, that is, there's grace given, right? We can overlook, and I don't mean overlook, is to negate it, or just uh, act like it doesn't exist. Right, we can recognize this is what's happening but is still giving grace Mm -hmm. to, yes, our brothers and sisters in Christ, but even those that are not yet believers, right? Why should we expect sanctified behavior from not yet sanctified people, right? Yes. Everyone gets the opportunity to come in and experience the blessing and the provisions and, and just the goodness of our God, right? So, but with that, there was, look at, even those that chose to come, and follow the Lord. But he, yes, He called, He chose. They still had the option to resist and say, "No, I'm not going to follow you." All right. But even with those, the Lord had to um, bear with them. All right? He says that multiple. How long must I bear with you? How long until you get this? All right? There was still grace given. All right? Where they should have known what to do, or they weren't doing it. All right. They should have understood what he had been teaching them and showing them and explaining them and and living out as an example but they, they still couldn't grasp it yet and and, and uh, I say all that to say this right because that that part where love covers a multitude of sins actually comes from proverbs 10:12 exactly it's the second half of verse 12 it says hatred stirs up stri- strife but love covers all sins so as we look, uh, I'd like y'all to turn to Colossians chapter 1, all right? Because we've been talking here lately about reconciliation, right? And Christ has given us the ministry of reconciliation as well, all right? But in speaking about Christ, as Colossians chapter 1, we'll start in verse 19. So it says, for it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell all Right, that's talking about Christ and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on earth or things in heaven having made peace through the blood of his cross and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death To present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you come in the faith, or continue in the faith, excuse me, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, am a minister, right? Was that not the whole point and purpose of the cross? Love covers all sins. We have to bring it in under his blood. Right? Laying it down at his feet. God is love. Because it's his blood that was shed. That washes us white as snow. So it literally fulfills scripture where it's love does cover all sins. And us being given the ministry of reconciliation. As you have pointed out is to demonstrate the same love, God's love, that He has blessed us and graced us and us with and share that throughout the entirety of the world. His goodness, His graciousness, and that is His love. Where God is love is what covers the multitude of sins. We have to do things His way. It's not an overlooking, but it's about bringing people into the knowledge and understanding of, yes, the power that's in His blood and in the name of Jesus. And what that does for us, that it covers all our sins, as we just pointed out in Colossians, right? It presents us as spotless, as pure, as holy in the sight of our Father which is how we are all encouraged to be. So I just, I love that section of scripture, and just, um, it's just something the Lord was was showing to me and speaking to me in that, and um, that was the whole point and purpose of the cross. Yes, we receive salvation as a result of being without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Right? I am, as we were talking the other day, the righteousness in Christ Jesus. It's His blood that washed me white as snow. So, any Does everyone understand that? Any questions on that? No. I understand. Okay. It might be phrased a little different than, than people have heard it <laughs> maybe in the past, but uh, it's no less important.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey Amen. Amen. Um, you know, we're being serious and watchful. You, you talked previously about um, <coughs> wisely purchasing back or redeeming the time that was lost, and things that weren't productive towards the things of God or, you know, were contrary to salvation and, and the Lord himself, but then, then begin to walk according to the Spirit. And, you know, you guys have all brought up wonderful um, foundational principles uh-huh. of God, in, including in how to approach prayer. Uh-huh. Yes, God wants to hear what's on our heart because he loves us. Yeah. But also when He it's time, when we need something, he wants us to allow him to tell us, what to actually ask them for. That way we get the petition. Absolutely. We get the answer. And um, and being watchful in our prayers is also remembering that it can be easy. You can be easily lulled into a sense of, oh, I have time. It's going to keep going on forever. And the urgency or the diligence and consistency that's required for us to um, be at our best for Jesus can kind of go by the wayside and then putting on love and making sure that the love of God is ever present and flowing through us because then Galatians say faith works by love Yes.
4: Yes. and
1: Mm -hmm. then we can track that to Hebrews without faith it's impossible to please God so if your your love is off then your faith won't be firing and functioning and then when you're outside of those things whatever is not a faith is of sin now we're starting, you can see how the the hiccups in the life of the believer come and how they kind of get washed away. Like um, if say someone's floating on a river that's got a current and before they, you know, they went to sleep, they were right on the bank. When they looked up, they're in the middle of, you know, they're five miles downstream or whatever location because the current has been allowed to take them in a direction. Um, Likewise, when we are doing these things, when we are walking in the spirit and honoring God in that way, when we are um, allowing God to influence our prayer life and him to guide us and direct us. So that way we come up from the level of just looking at ourselves and what things are important to us. But now we're a strategic um, tool, if you will, or weapon for God, you know, for the things of God to release his ministering angels, to release his plan and his purpose into the earth. Because that's, that's, that's the spiritual law behind it. He, he needed permission. He gave Adam authority. Adam then turned that over that authority over to Satan. Right? Which yes. is what Satan presented to, to Jesus Christ. And then Jesus, when he defeated Satan, took all that authority back and gave it to us. The believer in Jesus Christ. But the rest of the world has not yet been fully brought to its place. It's already set by God of being redeemed. The new heaven and the new earth. We're still in the process of moving towards that. So God needs us to open the door. We are the ones in the name of Jesus that bind the principalities. Right?
4: Yes. Yes.
1: But I can't be in my position to do that if I'm busy being carried away by things that are not beneficial. And so the, the love of God is not something that's an additive. That's a foundational principle. That's where we are... At our best when we're cooperating with His love, when we're showing that and demonstrating it to others, and you know we already covered, love isn't pleasantries and niceties, mm-hmm. but it's kindness, it's truth, it is discipline, forgiveness. It has all of those things in it. God is love. God is love. Love never fails, so love therefore, the love of God is complete. Not humanistic love because that's not really love at all. That's more passions and feelings and emotions, but the true love, which is God's standard of love has a is complete and has a wholeness to it and a soundness that allows us to bring forth the fruit of God and then we move down to verse 8 where it tells us to be hospitable to one another without grumbling that's significant because I can go I'm I'm being you can come stay here but I'm going to shmucker shmucker you know I'm grumbling <laughs> while you're I'm folding the laundry or, or cooking the food that I'm going to you know allow you to to partake of at my table, did you always come in over here and eat my food? How many pieces of bread you having tonight? You know, I, I could do that, but then am I demonstrating? Am I reaping? Am I manifesting what God desires?
0: Where's the love of God in that?
1: Exactly. So I'm going through the motions, but the, it's empty. And then that person who operates like that forfeits their reward. They forfeit the blessing that God intended for both of you to have. You know, you're sitting at my table, and you hear me shagger, smack,er smack,er. You know, washing my dishes, and you see it back of his head. I, I don't. What are you doing over here? I don't like you, girl. Who told you to do this? Why are you always sitting there? How many forks are you gonna use? And I gotta clean all those plates. I'm, I'm finding fault, and then you can hear me. You can feel that. So that person isn't won over or comforted by the love that has been put there. You know, it's supposed to be there, which God ordained and purposed. But now instead, they're hurt or offended. So God wants us to treat each other with hospitality, but without complaining and with kindness. Oh, you have something, Layla? Um,
2: Yes, well, you can finish your thought.
1: Oh, okay. And then he tells us in verse 10, as we, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. The grace of God that like I I think of it like a piece of paper when I take it and fold it. And then I fold it again. Then I fold it again. Then I fold it again. There's so much contained in that. But it's also strong. It's strengthened. And it is able to accomplish and fulfill the things of God. And how God can take one action. And when it's his action that's being carried out in the natural, how it touches and influences so many Mm -hmm. things. And um, Whereas a fleshly action... It will touch some things, but it often falls flat and leaves destruction in its wake. But the things of God, when it's handled correctly, when it's perceived in its value by us and appropriated the way God wants us to, is able to produce so much life, not only in us, but the people around us. And it can echo through generations to the praise and the glory of God, you know, to the fact that we partake of today. We're looking at what Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote. Mm-hmm. But his obedience, his love towards the people he was writing to initially, but to the believers that will come after him, is something we're able to partake of today. And we're still reaping the benefit of the blessing of his obedience that was done out of love. Done in the spirit of love, you know, the, the God kind of love. And done by the grace without grumbling and complaining. And it's a blessing to us today. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really just kind of running through these. But even as we speak to one another, speaking as the oracles of God, we say oftentimes, and you guys have heard as kids, you know, say what God tells you to say. Do what he asks you to do. And say it the way he tells you to say it. You know, if God gives me a prophetic word for somebody, and of course he's sending it to change their life. But I go and I say it in an ugly, nasty way. And the person's like, ow. Now I've got to heal from the way you delivered that message. <laughs> just to be able to hear and receive from my heavenly father. And if I'm more concerned about my own inconvenience than I am about the mission that God is calling me to, like saving this person and their soul or changing the course of their destiny in the moment or ministering just a simple love and grace of God, I missed it. And now they've got to recover from the injury that I imparted to them that I inflicted. To maybe hopefully be able to hear that again and receive that word from God. But if I handle His word carefully, if I put forth my effort to go, okay, God, this is what you said, and this is how you want to convey, let me put myself in that mind versus grumbling and complaining or being selfish or mishandling the word of God. And in particular, that inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's written word, but you know, like when a prophetic word in particular to, that's in, to in impart into someone's life. That's The Holy Spirit is breathing that in that moment to be applied in that way. If I mishandle it, I miss out on something. But if I handle it correctly, if we give God the opportunity to minister through us now, now God is being glorified and um, the life of God is being able to go forth. All right, Layla, what did you have to say, sweetheart?
2: Oh, just how you were talking about verse 11 where it said if anyone speaks let him speak as the oracles of god or by the spirit of the lord Mm -hmm. and if anyone ministers let him do it with the grace of god which he supplies that in all things god may be glorified through jesus christ to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever amen (laughs) amen so it like you had said mommy, it's important that when we go to teach and edify and build up and correct that we make sure that we don't get caught up in our emotions because oftentimes we will get upset over something somebody said or they did and we didn't necessarily like it and now we're bonking this person upside the head instead of edifying them and I experienced that with my siblings I wanna correct them I'm like this isn't right but it's as long as I'm not operating by the Spirit of the Lord I end up hurting them instead of helping them and now it puts me in a position and Um, changes the way they think of me that I'm some mean nasty jerk which I was in the moment that I stepped out of the (laughs) the will of the Lord but now it, it, it ruins the relationship between us because now instead of seeing someone that loves you that's coming to help you they just see somebody that's trying to tear you down and point out all your flaws and point fingers and accuse you and we are not the accuser of the brethren that's Mm -hmm. satan all on his own he Mm -hmm. doesn't need any help with that so Mm
4: -hmm.
2: what god requires of us is if we're going to minister if we're going to teach let it be done in grace and love don't do it out of your flesh because that never helps anybody that just makes it worse it's like putting dirt in a (laughs) cut
0: Yes. Yeah, and, and <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and to build off of what you said Leila, right that's the second half of verse 11 right if anyone ministers which we are all ministers right so so that's all of us let him do it as with the ability which God supplies mm-hmm. that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever amen Mm-hmm. Let him do it with the ability which God supplies. Mm-hmm. Not of our flesh, right? Uh, right. There's also scripture it says, What we sow in the Spirit, we will also reap in the Spirit. And, and we've covered this before. And if we yes. sow in the flesh, we it reaps correction. corruption. Okay. So that's the opposite of how we help people come into the goodness and the grace of the Lord. Right? Right. To experience him in his fullness. In his, g- in his goodness and his grace and mercy. Which we first which we access through faith but is first given to us because of his love towards us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reminded of Timothy or Paul's instructions to Timothy when talking about his ministry. That's in 1 uh, Timothy chapter 4 verse 12. He first says, Let no one despise your youth, but then, this is the more important part of that verse, "Be, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And then he continues with some other in- instructions, right? And, and of course, the, the one that most of us remember is, don't neglect the gift that is in you. What the Lord has given you to give, right? And But then in verse 16, he says, it's something that we have been discussing here this week especially. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. We've, ta- we've spoken quite a bit about examining ourselves or judging ourselves to make sure we are in right a right standing with the Lord, right? Yes. That was exactly what Paul describes in 1 Corinthians, right? Uh, chapter 11, when he's talking about communion. In fellowship with the Lord, right? He says, w- "We must first examine ourselves, right? Because yeah, yeah. if we eat or drink it, not un- uh, drink, yes, it's in First Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Because if we're not doing that in that manner, right, and or we're doing conducting it in ourselves in an unworthy manner, we're eating or drinking judgment to ourselves, right? Yes. Okay." But then, in chapter twelve, is then where he begins. Well, actually, before we get to that, verse thir- chapter eleven, First Corinthians eleven thirty-one. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Right. So again, examining ourselves, and then in verse or chapter twelve, First Corinthians chapter twelve, he goes into discussing spiritual gifts. Right. So that people are not. Ignorance. Now there are many gifts, right? Diversities in gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each, each one, for the profit of all. Profit as in the the benefit, right? Not not yes. monetarily. But to bless and profitability of all. That we can all benefit from it and move forward. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Okay. So it's important that we get this. And also, what does it say? Those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So, how did Jesus conduct his ministry? Of his own flesh? No. No. We say, the teaching I give is not mine but if anyone is willing, he will understand the teaching, whether it comes from God or whether I speak of myself. Yes, we should be able to discern. But as we have pointed out many times and will continue, I'm sure, for quite some time, <laughs> yeah. probably until Christ returns, <laughs> Jesus did nothing except what he was led to do by the Holy Spirit, saying what the Father said and doing what the Father did,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which was disclosed to him by the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, you know. Oh, were you gonna say something, Layla? Yes, just very
2: quickly. I and I, I like how Dad you brought up about Jesus and his ministry and how he walked in love. One thing I would like to ask is, when you consider correcting someone, to edify them, to bring them back on the right track, what do you lose by approaching them in love? What cost Mm -hmm. is it to you? Exactly. you only gain when you approach people and correct them in love because the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace so you lose absolutely nothing when you walk in love but it's when you step outside of that na- nasty and ugly that you lose out
4: mm-hmm.
2: that you now corrupt the beauty that God has put inside of you as well as impacted everybody else listening to you
0: mm. well there's That's mm-hmm. it. exactly but then also there is the how, right? How we minister, as you pointed out is important. Mm-hmm. But if we're saying what the Lord says to say and doing what He says to do, how he says to do it, it's going to achieve the desired result right? That's Isaiah 55:11 right My word goes forth and accomplishes all my intended purpose. not not Layla's not mine, not your mother's, or anyone else's. Mm-hmm. It accomplishes the Lord's intended purpose. It doesn't come back void. Mm-hmm. So, if we're doing things in the manner that the Lord has instructed us through His Holy Spirit to do, it will accomplish everything. It will be complete, lacking nothing, mm-hmm. as, as we your mother has stated here today. Right? Yeah. And that's what our desire is. We want to see the Lord's results. We have to do things His way. And sometimes that word is is harsh. Right? So sometimes the truth yes. can seem harsh. Well, we have two options there. We can resist and reject it, which is what makes it appear harsh, or we can say, Okay, we can come into alignment and examine ourselves and, and then make adjustments.
2: Mm-hmm. I like the second option better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yes, but that's a choice.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, uh, it seems like it's um, been prevalent for me in the sections of Peter that we've been in that there's this component of not only what is said, but what isn't said, mm-hmm. right yeah. the other side of the coin. You know, it's it I believe it's true, but I don't know if it's true that a lot of people have heard messages, especially in relationship to being a Christian. And there's a lot of stuff that's come underneath that banner. Mm-hmm. Right, but they, they hear a lot of like don't, mm-hmm. and then they, they equate to what all that means and they get fixated on that. Right, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. do this, don't do that. Um, but the other side of the coin is this is what you can do, mm-hmm. there's a lot more that we have freedom to and mm-hmm. things that God is trying to steer us away from for our own benefit. It's not a don't do, mm-hmm. but so how we perceive the words that we hear. Can be very limiting to us in how we grow in the rest of the things that move on. So Mm -hmm. in the beginning of this section, we started talking about um, be self-controlled, and then we've had a lot of conversation about what you do. And and so, um, you know, I always as a as a frame of reference for me, I always like we're human beings, we're not human doings. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so be careful when you get hung up in all the doing, right? But we also have been getting some good instruction and edification in how to do that. But you may find yourself in a place where you're not doing or you can't do. And so then you may, because of the enemy, hear that you're not self-controlled and that you can't do it. As a person who battled with pornography and all that is, when I lacked that self-discipline, when I lacked that self-control, then the enemy used that against me. To build shame, to mm-hmm. create me to be separate from others mm-hmm. and you know, just to keep me in that place where I'm sinning. Mm-hmm. And so this is not telling you that in order to maintain self control that you can't be dependent upon others, that mm-hmm. others can't help you. That is not what this is saying. So mm-hmm. I think it's really clear to bring that through. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. If, if if you don't get past that step, you can't move into some of the other things or you know, it's progressive beyond that. Mm-hmm. But we were never meant to do life by ourselves there and the go. enemy wants to keep you separated he mm-hmm. wants to keep you in shame he wants to keep you in guilt he was wherever that is mm-hmm. and so just that reminder of if you don't have that self-control right now it's okay God loves you no matter where you are right now if you're if you're just with what you have in your heart with all that you have right now want to be closer to him He's going to move closer to you. But enlist the aid of your fellow brothers and sisters to come alongside you. Confess your sin openly. Do all that you can to repent from that sin. Mm -hmm. And as you are on that journey, if you slip along the way, um, just, again, connect back with somebody that can help encourage you to keep moving that direction. And not to see that as a failure, but just see it as a progression. Mm-hmm. you know to get back to that place where you have that intimate fellowship with God so mm-hmm. just don't don't get hung up on that part amen. and let that stop you from hearing the rest of the rest of here I just, I'm just yeah. concerned somebody's amen. hearing that's self-controlled and I don't have it and they're discounting everything else I just don't want you to do that
1: amen and amen. self-control is developed you know as you're as you're saying there Dean um the, the Apostle paul <coughs> often wrote about he, he said in my flesh dwells no good thing the thing that i desire to do, I don't. And what I don't want to do, I'm doing. And he understood that process we talked about of you're working out your own soul salvation, Mm -hmm. renewing your mind, that process that we must go through. And it starts with us going, yes, God, okay, you can do this in my life and permitting God to make those changes in you and to help guide you along the way. You know, of course, if you had it all together, You wouldn't need a savior. So then that leaves us to the other point that God knows that we don't have it all together. Hence, he sent us a savior, right? So the expectation that we would be perfect without him is a lie, right? God does not expect that of us. That's a a fallacy perpetuated by the wicked one to separate you from God and keep you isolated and alone so he can keep you bound and perpetuating sin. That way you go to hell, right? That's the purpose of it. And, you know, just put it out there real real frank and on the table now since we know we have a high priest right who in every point was tempted like we are yet with is without sin we know we have someone that we have an advocate with the father we know that he understands us he understands the limitations of our physical body and not just from a god perspective of i made you but from the perspective of i live this i walk this earth do you think that women didn't try to approach Jesus with temptation? Of course. If the enemy came to you, and pardon the way I say this, a little peon, a, a mere speck, a vapor in, in the life and scope of things, don't you think he came to our heavenly, Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to entice him in that way?
4: I would. I would.
6: Absolutely, and absolutely. There's <laughs> what is it? There's um, no sin that's not common to man, or well, right? Yeah. I mean, so and Jesus experienced it all. Right there's nothing that we experienced that he did not experience. Absolutely, he made it very clear. So there's nothing that you're walking through that he can't walk right beside you with it and have full understanding and compassion for you where you are.
1: That's right, and that and he's not unwilling to walk with you. Exactly. We just read. Uh, we were doing. He would
6: much rather walk with you.
1: Amen, and he wants you to yeah. walk with him.
6: Yeah, he, he's, he's he's okay with this turning into something that draws you closer to him. It can actually be a good thing. Just
0: turn mm-hmm. it and just, Yeah, let just it strengthen your relationship yeah, with him. Just yeah. welcome
1: him. And and think about this. We we talked about mm-hmm. in yesterday's devotional that he went to prison to hell. To help. And witness to the people that had already despised him, that had already shown god their backside that chose not to follow god that engaged in all kind of wickedness and debauchery even um back up in chapter three it was talking about they were in noah's days and if you flip back to genesis you can see what they were doing in noah's day the earth was filled with blood it was defiled it was putrid so there was sexual sin, there was wicked and violence, there was hate towards God, there was hate towards brethren, there was bestiality, there was all kind of things that were ungodly, mixing angels with humans, every kind of defilement you can think of, it was going on. I think Sodom and Gomorrah probably was a light <laughs> that was a light flavor in comparison to what was happening in Noah's day. And yet and still God went and ministered to these people. Jesus Christ himself, after Having been crucified. Left the sin. You know left. He gave forgiveness to the people that murdered him. And went down and ministered. To the people that were in bondage. I need you to hear that and understand it. To know that wherever you are. God is ready and willing and able to minister to Mm -hmm. you there. Whatever bondage. Whatever sin that has enslaved you. He knows the answer. He's willing to come in. And he wants you right where you are. He met them in prison. And after having died and gone literally to hell, he wanted to talk to them and declare his goodness, declare his answer, declare his way out to them. So hear him now declaring to you while you are yet on this earth, I want to walk with you. As in Jesus wants to live with you. He wants to dwell with you. And if you already saved but struggling, he wants to clean that up too. And he is not condemning you. He's not shaming you. He's not guilting you. But he is saying, hey, baby, come bring that to me. Let me talk to you about it. Let me help you because I know the answer. And God has a way of speaking to the root of things. One word from him. And you're like, God, I don't even see how that's related. But if you say so, okay, we'll stop that and shut the door to it. So it's not a a bother to you anymore. That's what our our God wants for you. And it's as simple as this. Maybe you don't know any believers right now. Maybe you don't have anyone that you can confide in and you're this is your um a black sheep if you will in your family of coming to christ maybe your family believes other things and the fact that you have given your life to jesus makes you excluded from them mm. maybe you're deployed maybe you're who knows where god has you you're up on a mountain somewhere in the himalayas <laughs>
4: <laughs> or who knows
1: and it's you and god guess who you have in your life that sticks closer than a brother mm-hmm.
0: Jesus Christ. Who said he would never leave you or forsake you, right? That's right. Who, who David could say, even if I made my bed in Sheol or hell, which, you were there. Which right? Some did. Which some did. Uh, which <laughs> we, some <laughs> we, did. That. we, As you pointed mm-hmm. out, honey, they were still brought out. They were delivered by the Lord. At Peter, least the who chance. we're reading now, right? Um, well, we're reading the word of the Lord, but mm-hmm. as ministered through Peter, right? What, is he, what did he say to the Lord? where would i go Mm -hmm. right after he had betrayed him and jesus came back to reconcile him he the lord was with him wherever he went he could not escape the lord right like where would i go that i could escape your holy spirit
1: you have the words of life you have the words of eternal life exactly yeah so start where you are today just go okay holy spirit Take care. Of, I have this problem, or this is what's been bothering me. There's this situation going on. This is how I feel about it. And I cast my care on you, but I'm inviting you. I'm welcoming in you, you into my life. You can take care of it here. Okay. That's that's the starting place. When God <laughs> spoke enough. to Abraham in Ur of the Chaldeans, or actually in Haran, when he spoke to him there, exactly. he had to just start with going yes. Before he ever packed a bag, before he ever took a journey, before he ever landed, you know, arrived in Canaan, he had to just start simply by saying yes. And when God calls out to you, just tell him, Yes, God, here I am. I'm willing to let you, you know, work on the inside of me. I'm whatever it is, because none of us has reached the point of perfection, as in flawlessness.
3: Oh, no. Yet.
1: <laughs> we will be there one day.
3: Absolutely. You know, when
1: God calls us and we're transformed and got our glorified body and we're flying off to heaven but today he wants to just be a part of our lives and us to allow him to work in us his good pleasure and he's satisfied with that and we when we let him have the glory and the dominion we let him be the final authority and we let him take us on the journey and work the process that he's already predestined and called us to he will Heal up, mend up, sure up, fix and restore, and not just a band-aid on it, not just I'm controlling my actions for a moment, but he'll even take away the desire for that particular action, whatever it is that was a, a hook or um
4: stumbling block.
1: Exactly. He'll a stumbling block. He'll remove that and where it's not even a, a place that the enemy can come and draw you anymore. God is able to do that.
6: I just want to remind everybody too, mm-hmm. joke. Even though you uh, may feel alone, and you were mm-hmm. talking about it. Maybe you are, yeah. really are in a place where you can't connect with somebody, but it's yeah. probably not as bad as you think it is. So reach yeah. out to the ministry. There's yeah. there's connections from yeah. email. We'll find a way to get you connected to somebody. Uh, it's a good shot. Absolutely. We will. can't promise we can do that always, but um, there's a lot of connections. Um, and there's a lot of ways to get you connected, especially absolutely. to the kingdom and a brother or sister to walk alongside you. So you don't have to do it alone. So reach out if you need to. Absolutely. That's right.
1: And you can email us at, at day of prayer at yahoo.com. Thank you, Dean. That, that's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. You can always reach out to this ministry if you feel like you're alone. We have, what is it? What's that thing called? Zoom? <laughs> you know, we well, have to the, I mean, just email. Just between and
6: John and myself, through yeah. the, through yep. the one of the Bible studies that we attend, There's, there's, there's there are at least a dozen international connections all throughout the world Mm -hmm. that are connected to international ministries. So we can find somebody to connect you with wherever you are in the world.
1: Amen. Absolutely. So don't hesitate. Start by inviting Jesus in first and then call us second. (laughs) And God can do all those things at the same time. The manifold wisdom of God. He's able to do all of these things with one for me I would say one fell swoop. (laughs) With one action he can meet so many needs and take care of so many things. Thank you, God. um, Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, and thank you, Dean, for saying that, for reminding us that, especially today, there's no reason to be isolated and alone.
0: Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, let's pause there for today, um, because there's a lot, a lot the Lord is ministering that we can and should meditate on, and so let's let's pause there. Uh, Dean, would you mind closing us out in prayer, brother? Sure.
6: Father, we, we just cannot be thankful enough for all that you do in our lives and uh, yes, Lord. help us to remember to uh, position our hearts and our minds uh, to to make our intent to bring you praise first and foremost and knowing that that's the gateway uh, to really experience you deeply. So we thank you that you make that clear for us uh, that we can move in that and um, and that we can know with full assurance that you will hear our prayers and that you love us. Mm-hmm. and um mm. lord we know that you'll guide us where we need to go and we're thankful for where we are today knowing that you're in control of our lives and you're much bigger than anything else that we could possibly imagine so thank you for loving us thank you for making all these wonderful ways for us to hear your word and to hear you speaking to us mm-hmm. and we thank you for this ministry and his family, and it's in Jesus' name we get to pray.
1: Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Hmm. Amen. We love you. We are definitely praying for you and look forward to connecting with you. All right. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you for listening to a day of prayer.